Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here, Chris Flaming, as always. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Scott Sims to the show. He is a Medicare coach and an agent helping people get the coverage they need. Scott's YouTube page features educational videos on the topic, including the important mistakes to avoid when you're applying for Medicare. Scott, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Chris, thank you for having me. Yeah, let's jump in. We're going to have some fun. So you have kind of an interesting history of background. Can you take me briefly through what led you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I was working for my dad, got into a sales job and didn't really know where I was going with anything. I was probably around 28, 29 years old. And and um, like I said, I was working for my dad's business, kind of just me and him and another guy and got into a sales job. I I, I wanted to go and talk with people like, you know, I don't want to work on this machine all by myself. I want to go and talk with people and, and you know, use my uh, charisma, if you will, to do some things. So a good friend of mine who I was actually refereeing high school basketball with, um, he was in a sales role and he got into Medicare and I was at a place where I was thinking real estate thinking something. And, and so once I learned a little bit about what was going on, all these people aging into Medicare, I thought this would be a good, a good route to go. So that's how we got started with getting into Medicare sales. That was about eight years ago. So. Okay. And never look back. So if you could, if you could travel back in time on the DeLorean from back to the future, and you could talk to your younger self eight years ago, is there something you wish you knew then that you know now some advice that you would give that younger you? I would say, yes. I'd say just go for it. Hit the ground running. There's so many people out here that just don't know where to start and everything works a little bit in this business. Okay. So there's not maybe one route I would focus on to improve my business. I would say, listen, go out, get on social media, go talk with people and just really Um, Just put yourself out there and don't be afraid to not know answers. There's a lot to retirement, Social Security, Medicare, all this stuff. And um, listen, if you can get somebody an answer, be honest with them. Don't uh, don't make stuff up and and just uh, and get people answers. And they like that. Follow up with people, um, things like that. Uh, Yes. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Novel concept. Okay, so is there something that you especially like about the career you've chosen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, meeting, it's like when you're meeting with people that are 65 years old, they've been through life. I mean, they've been through a lot of things. And so the conversations that that we have with people, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a blessing to be able to listen to these stories and just communicate with people 
and, and just being able to help them has just been, um, it's just been a blessing. Like I, I literally pinch myself all the time when people call me from, from the internet, from Scott making videos. And so it's just like they, people are confused. And, and so for them to call me and just, I can take some of that off of them. It's, it's just a blessing. I mean, it really is. It really is. And it's also probably, I mean, not, it's not the biggest, but it's one of the biggest decisions that they have to make um, in life, especially as they're getting closer to retirement. Um, Because as you know, everybody's living longer and what they have for coverage and the things that they pick can make a big difference in their wellness. Absolutely. Absolutely. The choices they make at 65 will, will impact their decisions that they have down the road with coverage. So it's just important for them to understand, understand. Okay. So that's what you're liking best right now. What, what are you currently finding to be the most challenging part of your business? You know what? I would say one of the biggest things is just competing with a lot of these uh, carriers that, that are just overwhelming people with information. And and that's fine. Um, You know, people, you know, people are going to get mail, people are going to get phone calls, but it's just, it's tough sometimes when, uh, when you have carriers that, that you write business for that may be reaching out to your clients and then they're like, well, Hey, you know, I, I worked with you and now I'm I'm talking to this insurance carrier. And so sometimes it could get a little confusing there, but yeah, just, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of lost yeah. my train of thought there, Chris. Well, if you're in an, I, well, everybody can not complains. Everybody mentions to me when they're approaching 65, um, how much mail they get regarding right. Medicare and the robocalls and Joe Namath's on TV talking about <laughs> this or that. So you can see where people are overwhelmed by the amount of information. And, and what do you and I both know when someone's overloaded with information, a lot of times they can't make a decision. Yeah, they freeze up. They freeze up and they're like, I, yeah. I don't I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. So then they just can't decide. So having someone that can sift through that, like in, in my business, having someone who can sift through all the various options on what they need to do for investing in and or their retirement income uh, and can explain it simply is really important. Okay. So let's jump in to uh, some details, high level on Medicare. I'm hoping you can demystify some myths for us. Can you explain kind of in simple terms first, when are people required to enroll? How do you do it? Do you go online? Do you make an appointment at some office somewhere with someone in a suit? How does all that work? Yeah, well, with COVID-19, it's been a challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what we've had to do is we've had to work with Social Security and applying online for people three months before. So three months before their 65th birthday month, they can apply for Medicare. Okay. And so you can either go down to the social security office and do that, show up and not really have to think about anything and let them do it. But people for the last couple of years have not been able to do that. So what we've had to do is uh, get creative and faxing forms in three months before to start the month of their 65th birthday. But Chris, you know, the thing is a lot of people are still working. Okay. And, and so they're like, do I need to sign up for Medicare? Do I need to do this at 65? And, and so if that's where we get into the conversation of having credible coverage, um, you know, if you've got credible coverage uh, and and it makes sense with the group employees, if you're, you know, a small group, you may need to get part B Medicare, but if you're part of a big group, then you don't have to, but some people, 
you know, when you look at your coverage, your employer coverage, like yesterday, somebody had a, you know, a $4,000 deductible and they didn't like that. So it's good to look at things three months before you're 65. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So you probably run into some misperceptions or misconceptions that people have. What do you see as being the biggest one that clients you work with have about Medicare? What are they overlooking or, or what's something that they think they know that really isn't the case? Honestly, there, there's just so much to it. I think people are confused about penalties. Um, mm. They think that they're going to get penalized if they don't sign up on time. And, yeah. and so that's where having that credible coverage makes sense. But, you know, part A and part B Medicare, right? And, and which one does what? And, you know, do I have to have both of those in order to get a supplement plan? And so people, you know, you see on TV, hey, you know, you got these zero premium plans. And, and a lot of people, one of the things that I run into is a lot of people will think that they don't have to pay for part B Medicare because they, they see it's, you know, zero or free on, on TV, but hey, you have to have part A and B. Part B is the one that you have to pay for. Um, and then you can, you know, look at getting supplemental coverage. Okay. So that, that kind of segues into my next question. So do you, do you find that people are surprised that money gets deducted from their social security for Medicare? Yeah. So what's yeah. up with that? They get all, right. get all angry. And they get, you know, they get that bill for three months that first time. And so they're like, Hey, $510. Here we go. We have to pay this. And, and I just, I tell them, look, if you can't pay it all, there is a way you can go online and, and make a few payments. But, um, a lot of people, they'll call me, you know, we have the conversation, Hey, you're going to get this bill in the mail. And then it's like, Whoa, 510 bucks. Um, for a lot of people, that's a lot of money, you know, to, to fork over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially if they're living like paycheck to paycheck or if they're on fixed incomes or something like that. A lot of people are. A lot of people are. And and there's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, with Social Security, you know, Social Security wasn't meant to be the only the only uh, form of retirement. And just a lot of people and, you you know, (laughs) a lot of people just they don't they don't prepare and they don't they don't prepare for it. Yeah. And that, that's a difficult situation, especially with inflation, what it is, because we haven't really seen this kind of stuff in a long time. But that's um, really affecting people at the pump and in the grocery store. I hear about it a lot. So what are some common problems that you see when people try to go about this whole Medicare thing by themselves? Right. I'm yeah. a do-it-yourselfer. I've always signed up for stuff on my own. I can handle this. I just have to be able to read it and understand it. So what, what do you see as some common problems for that? Yeah. And that's great. I think people that want to go do it and learn it, that's, that is fantastic, but don't make your final decision, like without talking with somebody. Hmm. Um, There, there's always something that comes up with somebody when they, they did their homework and they come in prepared and, and we talk about, you know, we, maybe we start talking about an advantage plan and we start talking about the HMO versus PPO and a lot of people, you know, they think this, you know, HMOs, you, 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 you can't really, you know, travel and you can't get outside of the area where there, there is coverage for you. If you have, you know, if you are traveling, there's, there's nationwide coverage in an emergency, urgent care. And so those, like, I, I've had that conversation a few times with people just explaining to them, 
listen, you did good. You did good. You, 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 you got most of it, but there still are some things, you know, with, with advantage. And like I said, HMOPPO and supplement, like you, you can't just go to that supplement plan a couple of years down the road. If you don't want, you know, if, if, if that's what you want to do, if health changes, they don't know about underwriting. So yeah, it, it's those, it's those little things that do make a big deal really um, when you're trying to understand everything. Um, it's just, it's just too much for people to not talk with somebody, at least have a conversation with yeah. them. Well, they're not aware of the blind spots. Or they don't know what they don't know. You almost need a college degree to interpret everything in the, in the literature. <laughs> yeah. yeah or that's why having a, I guess, a professor or a coach is a, is a good thing. So you've mentioned something about supplements. So how many supplementals are there? And are, are there some that are really popular right now or really robust, uh, rich in benefits and worth it, do you think? Yeah. So, so there's typically around 10 supplement plans. Okay. And, and recently in 2020, they got rid of the, the F plan um, for people that are new to Medicare. The F plan was kind of the the Cadillac plan of of, uh, supplements. You make the premium payment and then everything's covered. Uh, So that's no longer available for people that are new to Medicare now. Um, So the G plan has has taken over that role as kind of the, the most coverage that you can get with a supplement. And then you have like the G plan is very common, the N plan. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, what are these guys talking about? If you're looking at a supplement plan, the G and the N, I believe that's around 80% of the um, supplements that are chosen, okay. um, right? You know, are, are those two plans. And a lot of people are still on the F plan. Mm-hmm. because they've been grandfathered into it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, just uh, th- those are probably the most common supplements, but there's 10 different plans. And then you you get into these other ones that are percentages. You know, it's going to be a percentage covered where it gets a little confusing. Yeah. Um, I think, and there's probably more than there should be really. But one thing I would say though, really quick is, is uh, high deductible plans um, for people. I, I would say Something that I, I don't talk about much, that's what I've been talking about a little bit, is or some of these high deductible plans, because it's what around $2,500 is considered a high deductible plan for some of these people. Where for me, you know, a $10,000 is a high deductible yeah. plan for me. So they have some pretty good options with a high deductible plan, and they're paying a lot less for. Yeah. For, if for the person's got the cash reserve set aside, if they could easily cover the deductible, that could be a good choice because it brings the overall premium down on a monthly basis. Yeah, if somebody's really healthy and they're like, listen, I don't I don't need all of it, but I like the supplement. I like the freedom of the networks. And I do have a little bit of money set aside in case of something happens. Yeah, absolutely. It's something to explore. Yeah. All right. And uh, you mentioned something there, you know, maybe we have too many choices, but Scott, this is America. And if we, if there's anything we want, it's lots of choices. Even if we can't make a decision, we still want 20 things to pick from, right? Okay. So what about advantage plans? Those are different than, I mean, it's kind of a form of a supplemental, but it's not really the same. Um, So kind of differentiate that or contrast that and what advantage plans are and how they're different. Yeah. So advantage plans, I tell people it's, they're different from supplements. You, you are working through, through a network of doctors 
Okay, so understand that. But you're with a supplement plan. You are working, you have A and B Medicare, and your supplement is filling in the gaps with that original Medicare. Okay. Not directly through the government, correct? That's directly through the federal government. Correct, correct. And then with an advantage plan, it's like you're working with a private insurer now at this point, okay? A and B Medicare, like with the supplements, they, they're kind of working together. Well, you, you're now on this private insurer, okay? And you're following their rules and, you know, understanding what those rules are and things like that, where, you know, if you started with an advantage plan, you can't just always go to that supplement plan down the road. Like I mentioned, you know, you need to go through an underwriting process, but, you're, you have co-pays. So with an advantage plan, you're, you're, you're paying as you go is, is one way I like to put it, paying as you go. And you have HMO and PPO. You can stay in network. You can have the option of going out of network, um, but you're making co-pays, okay? And you're, you're following the rules of that private insurer. And so it's just different. Like a lot of people don't understand that. They don't, they don't know. And so just that part of it is, is interesting to me, but I mean, we could go all day. We, we could really talk about supplements and advantage plans. Well, and could, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions on, on the both. Oh of yeah. Them, yeah. Sure. Maybe, we could have a, maybe we could have a debate. I could host a debate. <laughs> you could have, it'd be like TV. We could have people yelling at each other and talking over each other and you right. can't hear it and you can't hear anyone. I love that. <laughs> okay, yeah. now your your white paper is called Nine Important Medicare Mistakes to Avoid, right? So can you maybe highlight a couple of those or from, from the white paper or the one that you think is the biggest mistake people make and, and the way to avoid that? Yeah, and, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. I'll be honest, I put that together about a year and a half ago. I, I can't even tell you exactly what's on it, but I would just say this, that one of the biggest mistakes, and we talk about it, is people just doing it on their own and making these decisions on their own without without talking with anybody. And okay. I, I know that's kind of a boring answer, but that, that's just the bottom line. Um, you need to get educated on both of these options and just understand what you're the, the choice you're making, because it could affect your decisions down the road. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing um, I would say is one of the biggest okay. mistakes is that. Yeah, I, uh, I second that motion. And along the lines of the, the stuff that I counsel people on. So what, what about people who get stuck in that time frame between when they retire and when they turn 65? But, but yeah, and they're not 65 yet, right? So maybe right. they're 60 or 62, not Medicare age yet. So they, they're stuck in that and they don't have um, employer provided retiree health insurance. What, what do those people have to do or what are the options for them? Yeah. So I have a gentleman in my office who I, who I brought on that is helping the people under 65 health insurance marketplace. People have to go to the marketplace to go get insurance. Um, you know, if the, if the husband is retiring and he's 65, and maybe the wife was on his employer coverage. Um, you know, now she needs to look for coverage. And, and I mean, I, you have the marketplace, you know, you have Cobra, if that's an option yeah. for you, if it's yeah. an option. But there are some other things, too, where people can like some health ministries. That's another option um, yeah. that I've heard of people doing. Associations or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the marketplace. I mean, the 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 open marketplace is is what was what. And that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't around before the ACA. That there was a kind of a hole there before the before the Obamacare came around, right? Because there wasn't a marketplace until that was instilled. Yeah, so people were kind of in a lurch there between retirement and sixty-five. It was tougher. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I like I said, I'm I'm about eight years in now, and and going back to the Obama stuff. I mean, back then I was more of a part-time broker. You know, I was I had two jobs. I had to work, kind of hustle my way to get to where I'm at, yep. and and so I, I wasn't probably where I needed to be. You know, five six years ago with knowing this stuff. So. Well, like I, a know, lot of us, you know, you can't know everything. Right, right. And if, so, it, if it's a government program, it's not going to be simple. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I, I don't want to get into this, but I just I was at Social Security this morning because they they didn't receive a fax. One of the two faxes that we sent in, and I'm not going to go negative, but I mean, the stress that that put on this client and myself yeah. over the weekend, um, I wouldn't put that on anybody. And yeah. so. Um, all he kept saying to me was the government. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Let's yeah. just move forward. Let's focus on what we can control. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Outside of your practice, outside of your business, is there something that you're really passionate about personally? Well, I mean, this is simple, but it's my family. I mean, that this is what you know. I've got, I got two daughters that that just they're my world. They're they're our world. So. But yeah, no, I, you know, I've been in the community. I've, I've refereed high school basketball for a number of years. I just kind of hung them up here recently, but I've, I've been fortunate enough to work multiple state championship games here in the state of Oregon, oh, cool. um, being around kids. Um, you know, I was coaching baseball. I was a, I was a baseball guy growing up and played some college ball. And so when, when I got into coaching, got into coaching, when I stopped playing baseball, so just being around youth, being around, I mean, it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. So that, that's something, you know, as I've got a nine-year-old and a three-year-old now. And so when, when those, when they started coming, you know, time started getting shifted that way, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, the, these two little girls, they, they got daddy wrapped around their finger. That's for Yeah. Sure. Well, I've got a daughter too, that work and that work-life balance is really important. You can't lose, you can't lose sight of that. Otherwise you lose yourself. So let's switch back, Scott. Um, I'm curious what your what you feel like is your bi- biggest business opportunity for you. You see in the future going forward. So this is something that I need to put even more time into. And uh, but you know, you were talking about my YouTube channel a little bit earlier. But I'm just telling people who are professionals that are looking to get out in front of people. Uh, TikTok for me has really been a, a social avenue that has grown tremendously over the last couple of years, which has changed my business. Um, I went from a, being a local guy in Eugene, Oregon, working a kiosk for uh, six years and started making some videos here a couple of years ago. And now I'm licensed in 15 states now, I think. And, and phone calls are coming in and I'm making videos and just educating people and, and they get, you know, I've had a few videos hit a million views just talking about basic information. And so it's, it's really changed my, my outlook on what is possible 
with social media. It's, yeah. uh, it's amazing. So I, Chris, I don't know if you, you do anything on TikTok, and I know a lot of people are, you know, thinking it's a little bit different, but hey, there's 65-year-olds that call me okay. weekly, okay. weekly, and yeah. I just say thank you. Uh, they ignored the mail, and they're watching TikTok, and they call yeah. Scott, turning yeah. 65 with Scott, maybe that's Yeah. Well, that's more mindless. Stuff. Who wants to open all that mail and try to sift through who's good and who isn't, right? Let's find something <laughs> catchy online. I agree with you there. Good deal. That's awesome. So on the flip side of that, what about the biggest challenge or obstacle that the business still needs to overcome? Yeah, God, that, that's a tough one. I mean, that's I know that sounds really silly because once you build up a book, once you get to a certain point where you have a book of business, you're getting some residuals. So, yeah, right. um, okay, so for me, it's like, where do I want to focus my time? Where do I really want to focus my time? Because there's so many things that work, like which one? So I'm the type of guy where I love ideas and a lot of things sound really good to me. And, and I kind of want to get my hands into everything. Um, I think for me, just trying to stay, um, trying to stay focused and, just keeping that focus and not get into everything. I I know that's, you know, but there's just so many people aging in that. I guess all I'm saying is um, if you're active and you're doing stuff, it's hard to not get some inbound stuff. So, well, I think of the, uh, I think I sometimes feel like this too. You know, you get all this information like, Oh, that sounds cool. I need that software. And, and, Oh yeah, I should read that article. I think of like uh, the, the videos you see with the cat and someone shining a light and they're moving the light around and the cat keeps like jumping over to where the light is and trying to hit it with a paw. Then it moves over there. I still like that sometimes too. It's kind of what you're describing uh, where you're like, Oh, well, what's the next thing that I need to focus on, but have to make a decision and then actually focus on it. And knowing that it's going to affect the business in a positive way, that's the that's the hard part sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people wanted to learn more about you, Scott, or contact you, what do you think is the best way for them to do that? You know, I would just say go to go to turning 65 with scott.com. That's my website. Um, it's got a ton of good information and I try to keep it simple. I have a really cool video on there. It's an interactive video where kind of takes you through a path on your specific situation. So if you're turning 65, you can click on this button and it takes you down a path and it gives you choices at the end. And and it's kind of cool. So go to turning 65 with Scott. If you know somebody turning 65, Hey, it it explains itself right there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I've been there and it is, it is, it is a nice site and there's a lot of interactive stuff because some good educational information So everybody should check that out. Scott, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. Very informative. Learned a lot. Pleasure to have you as a guest. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for watching and listening to Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we hope to raise the retirement confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and be well. Take care, Scott. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends 
and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.